Guess who's back? Back again. JB's back. Tell your friends. Is this annoying yet, Eddie? I mean, I'm going to see how long you can go <laughs> before you get sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored already. All right, then I guess I won that. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. This is the video ball. This is JB. Hey, I'm Eddie, the worst boy. Yeah, uh, Eddie did a great job mining the shop while I was gone. Yeah, um, thank. This is that. Uh, thank you. I I didn't think I could do it, but I did. Nothing got broken. <laughs> did, and don't look in the closet because there's nothing broken in there. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I I broke. I broke. I broke something. But I was talking. I didn't. Uh, Look, we got a lot of stuff in this vault, man. All right, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I broke there. I broke our copy of Scrooge. Okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not gonna lose too much sleep over that. All right. Well, I'm glad I told you, and we can move on. <laughs> the cat peed on your copy of Raiders. What? <laughs> All right. Anyway, folks, uh, I am back from a wonderful honeymoon in Australia and New Zealand. That is a long flight both ways. Did not realize how many time zones Australia has, because apparently I'm dumb. I mean, I, I'm not really too keen on that either, so it's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll try to give the short version of this. So we flew from L.A. to Sydney, and then we had to fly from Sydney to Cairns to go see the uh, Great Barrier Reef. Uh, I didn't know until we landed in Sydney that Cairns is an hour earlier. Oh, no. Yeah, and then and then we were, only had two nights there. They were back in Sydney for two nights, and I'm already jet-lagged for me on a plane for 14 hours. And then, and then once we're on the cruise, we find out we're crossing, crossing into New Zealand. We crossed two time zones in, like, three days. Mm-hmm. That, oh, God, I was not a happy camper. Yeah, that sounds very tiring. Um, that makes me really sleepy. Well, you're welcome back. You don't, have to, about, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what we do have to worry about? Elimination Chamber that, oh, that just happened tonight. That's right. Yeah. Designed to punish the human body. The Elimination Chamber, baby. Oh, apparently uh, Eddie has turned to Eric Bischoff. Uh, but yeah, the last Raw exclusive pay-per-view before WrestleMania, where we will be uh, attending live for the second year in a row. That's right. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, kick this show right off. Um, pre-show, Gallows and Anderson against the Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. No surprise, the Good Brothers going over. Because um, they've been dealing Gallus and Anderson as a face tag team, or not teasing, but featuring them as a face tag team for a couple of months right now. Uh, I think it's it's pretty obvious Finn Balor is going to be fighting the Miz for the IC title at Mania, and maybe you have Gallus and Anderson go over in the tag team belt just to make them even a uh, even a relevant stable. That's true. I mean, they are they would be a good um, opponent against the Bar at Mania. Um, you know, like they, it would be a reversal of last year's Mania where it was the Good Brothers came around, they had the title. Yep. And they were basically up against the bar, and they were up against Enzo and... Enzo and Cass, and surprise, the Hardys are back. Yeah, but honestly, it was really the bar who was supposed to win that match. Or Enzo mm-hmm. and Cass, I mean, I guess you could say Enzo and Cass, but it was really the, that was supposed to be the coordination of the bar. Anyway, long and short is they could have that match again, um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Or, uh, or it could even be a triple threat ladder match or Fatal 4-Way with, oh, if you throw the Revival in there as well. Yeah, well... I mean, because it... Because, I mean, the ladder match, it goes against the Revival's no flips, just fists, but you can tell that uh, they're ready to kick some ass and take names. 
I mean, yeah, the... Sorry, I was going to say, yes, uh, the... Uh, the Revival can wrestle a ladder match. It's not hard for them. I mean, they, I mean, I think they've done it before. I mean, I've seen them do it before. Oh, yeah, they did, weren't they in one with, uh, Alders of Pain and DIY? Yeah, in NXT? so the author, they can, they can do it. I mean, it's not like they, not like no one's, the Revival are capable of having a dang match, but, like, yeah, uh, they gotta just give them the opportunity to do it. But, yeah, they can do some crazy stuff. They're not gonna yeah. flip, but they'll use that ladder and beat you to death. Right. Now, kicking off the show, I, I saw the, um, uh, the, now keep my, this is my mindset post Royal Rumble. I I see um I see the elimination chamber coming down for the first match, and I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna let the ladies headline again, which I'm which I'm perfectly okay with. It just like I figure, okay, you're gonna put put like the the A lists of the guys to kick off the show, mm-hmm. and instead the ladies open the show, and as we just saw, it is that was a fucking incredible match. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I was in the same mindset. Um... You know, I mean, I don't think it hurt or helped either or, you know. Uh, yeah. The, the women's rumble definitely had to headline that. Yeah. But, like, this one didn't really hurt or, or hinder anything. Um, it, was, it was an amazing match. I mean, Ricky James is as great as she usually is. Um, yeah, in her Wonder Woman garb. Yeah, Bailey was great. Absolution looked like a million bucks. Everybody looked good. Um, Alexa Bliss did a great job. Alexa Bliss's promo at the end was amazing. Yeah, um... For the yeah, so Alexa Bliss at the at, at the end of the match, um, after she pins Sasha Banks, uh, retain retains the role in women's championship inside the first ever women's elimination chamber match. She cuts this promo. She, you think she's turning baby face, and at the very end, she pulls a complete one eighty, goes back to her a self entitled little Miss Bliss character. Yeah, it was great. Doing the whole like I'm only here because my dad says I need a job. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, I mean like, I, don't, I don't know how much longer she could pull that off because you got to figure. Um, Asuka's going to challenge her yeah. at WrestleMania, assuming that she doesn't defect to SmackDown. And now Nia Jax, after just destroying Asuka after taking the pin tonight, you got to figure it's going to be a triple threat uh, going up against her best friend Alexa Bliss. Nah, I think she's going to go to SmackDown. I think at this point, she, there's a reason why she hasn't announced where she's going. I think she's going to go to SmackDown, um, and I think... Right, it's going to be Nia versus Alexa, and you're going to have Charlotte versus Oscar, which is a money match. And on the way, you can also have Oscar take down a bunch of SmackDown, take down Becky Lynch, you can take down Naomi, like women that she hasn't faced before, because, you know, she's going to have, she'll like, she could have a match with Fastlane. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, oh, it probably won't happen. But I mean, you know, Charlotte's about to, Charlotte's about to defend her championship against Ruby Riot. And after that match, there's really no... Like, that, honestly, I would have saved Ruby Riot for WrestleMania myself. Not the point. Point is, um, after that match, there's really no other competition that's new. You know I mean? Like, we've seen... Like, you could have Becky versus Charlotte. Well, it makes sense. But if Asuka defects, yeah. then you already have the storyline of Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. And all you gotta do is just say, like, I'm gonna get the Royal Rumble. Charlotte, it's going to be weird. AJ Styles and Charlotte are going to lose their titles to the Royal Rumble winners, and they're, like, the best of... Charlotte and AJ Styles are, like, really good friends. Anyway, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, actually, let's, keeping with the women's elimination chamber, let's talk about Sasha Banks. Um, because she and Bailey are, were, were buddies for the last few months. Then in the match, there's a moment where Sasha kind of turns heel, but it's also, like, every woman for herself at that point. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that was a heel turn or no? 
I think it was a long time coming type of thing. You know, I think... Cause, yeah, because Sasha Banks is turning heel, like, fully at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it'll be, like, before Mania. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I said. I mean, you know, I don't know what they really say about it. I think Sasha Banks is long overdue for a heel turn. Um, she should have been, like, the main heel when, you know, she, she's great. She's a great heel. Yeah. Um... I mean, her whole her concept is the boss. I mean, come on, like, what do you want? Like, do you, you want her to be face? Like, no, you want her to be heel. Be I mean, she was good as a face when when she needed to be. You know, when Charlotte was just pretty was pretty much being her dad. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are certain superstars who are natural faces naturally. Their gimmicks, like Sasha Banks, is the boss, and it's like that's a pretty heelistic thing. Charlotte yeah. is the queen, like that's a heel. Bailey is a hugger. <laughs> Bailey is irritating. Oh, no. Bailey's not irritating. The writing for Bailey is irritating. Becky Lynch is a natural-born babyface. Yes. Like, and you can turn people heel and face, but some gimmicks, like, you know, it's really the issue of, like, it's like, a, like, Seth Rollins is really good at this. Like, every year he has a new nickname, and that nickname is, like, face or heel. Like, the architect is the, is the heel. The Kingslayer. The Kingslayer is the face. The, yeah. um... Uh... The Bionic Man, does he get on it? No, not yet. No. The 60 Minute Man. Or Monday Night Rollins. He might, he, Monday Night Rollins, well, Monday Night Rollins is, is either or. But, um, you know, like when he, you know, like every time he changes gimmicks, he basically, he, not gimmicks, but when he goes face to heel, he defend, defend, definitely goes, new thing now. And yeah. And you go, okay, great. Like, he's the Kingslayer now. That's his character. Yeah. So, but, but Sasha Banks is the boss as a heel, and the and the boss is the face. Like it's such a, it's like Sasha should have come with a new nickname. Yeah. Now we had the the tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Champion. They they gave this this match ten minutes, which I can't fault them for. Uh, you had the bar Cesaro and Sheamus going up against Titus Worldwide Apollo, uh, formerly Apollo Cruz, <laughs> and Titus O'Neil. I mean, I, we're at the point now. I feel where. Until they develop a tag team storyline up until WrestleMania, where and this could extend past WrestleMania for all I know, we are at the point where tag teams will are being fed and will continue to be fed to the bar. I mean, I don't I don't see why you would break up Sheamus and Cesaro when they when they're as over as they are because uh, the because the, the match with Titus were wide. It's it was fine. Like each side got in the offense they needed to. Then of course the champs go over. Uh, Eddie, what do you see as the future of the Raw Tag Team Division? Um, in term in terms of how um, how the bar gave up the belts, do they stay with the belts? Or what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, I think the bar is amazing. I don't yeah, they think, are. I don't think the Raw Tag Team Division is very good. I think the SmackDown Tag Team Division is quite phenomenal. Even its worst teams have some sort of personality. Mm-hmm. Like you have Benjamin and Gable. You have the New Day. You have the Usos. And I have to bring up the Usos at least once in a conversation because they are the best. Um, and I love them. And they're like my brothers. Uh, <laughs> Even Breezango's good. Yeah. I mean, they're not good, but they have a personality. You know, the, the yeah, it's, and, and Ascension by, by extension. Yeah, but the Raw Tag Team has the bar. And sort of everybody else. The Revival's trying, but they're kind of dead. They're kind of struggling. Um, Mr. Raj. Mr. Raj isn't a thing. Uh, it is, but you know, is that really a thing? Gallows um, and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson, they really don't have much of a personality except for nerds. Uh, yeah. And they're friends of Finn Balor. Their whole gimmick is we're friends of Finn Balor, and he just fell sometimes. Um, it's like, what, what are we doing? Anyway, so what happens? I don't know. Gotta promote the, gotta promote 
you gotta do a lot more with the tag teams. I don't know. Like, just figure out what, how SmackDown is doing such a good job of tag teams and figure it out. Yeah. But that being said, uh, I think once you also have the Broken Hardys back together, I think that's where the new... Like, I don't... Because I don't think Matt was expecting to be a singles wrestler, which is why everything is kind of falling apart for him at this point. Yeah. He needs Jeff on this one. This is a Hardy... Like, the two are... Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and the Broken Universe are, inter, are linked. Yeah. And having just Matt... Like, even... Because it, it, it feels like it has to rebuild the whole thing. And, ah, just... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually a nice transition into Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Because you and I uh, have known each other for a long time. I've said several times this was a match I wanted to see. Just just from a promo standpoint, have a broken Matt, or I'm sorry, woken Matt at this point, against Bray Wyatt. But I think you're absolutely right in that Matt was not expecting to be a singles competitor, or at least at least not without Jeff by his side. Because Jeff's at, he's almost fully back from a shoulder injury right now. It's like when Jeff Hardy like was wrestling the Miz for the IC Championship at that Battle Royal, and he was supposed and Finn Balor should have won that, but instead they gave it to Jeff. Why did they give it to Jeff Hardy? And I'm almost in the same boat. Like I love both of them, but Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy at this point are kind of like they're not going to win the WWE Championships. So like, they're not. So like, like I don't care. Like you know, it's like I don't care about their singles careers. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm saying that they are more interesting. At the, like, what made the Broken Universe so great was that it was them together. Yeah. And. Broken Matt and Brother Nero. And just having them not be together, it kind of like, yeah, just, just Matt by himself. It's just like, kind of like, uh, all right, but when's Jeff getting back, you know? Yeah, I mean, Jeff apparently is ready to come back very soon. Good. Um, I, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the one thing I did like about this match, even though. The crowd wasn't into it. They were chanting Beach Ball. They were chanting Rusev Day at one point. Rusev isn't even part of the Raw roster. Uh, but what I did like was that early on, because Matt enters first, then Wyatt, he enters, and he's just kind of in the ring. Matt's long robe is there. Mm-hmm. And then, but wait, there's no Matt to be seen. And what I appreciated was that Matt was kind of out-crazying him, just, you know, singing, singing like the uh, Classify Myself as Obsolete song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was singing that, and nowhere to be found. Bray's looking behind the barrier. He's looking in, in the in the audience. He looks under the ring. Turns around. Hey, surprise! There's Matt. Um, they gave him ten minutes. I don't understand why. It was. It was like it was a nostalgia. It was it was a good bathroom break. Because I love Broken Matt Hardy, but it's like you said, he needs Jeff, and the sooner he can come back, the better. What's great about Matt. Oh, what's great about the whole thing is, um, not a great. Yeah, here's here's really the situation with these two. Matt is good at promos, and he's good at like committing, but he's not a very good wrestler anymore. See, Jeff would say that Matt's the better wrestler than him. No, Matt is the more technical wrestler. Yeah. But Jeff is the exciting part, but he's not a good wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he said on a podcast, like, Matt's a better wrestler, I'm just a spot monkey. Right, right. So what I'm so, saying is that, like, a good wrestler has both those in them. They have the ability to be a good technical wrestler, but they also know how to be a spot monkey. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, Shawn Michaels. That's what makes Shawn Michaels. That's what makes AJ Styles so good. He can wrestle a tactical match, or he can throw in some spots. It's yeah. all about, it's like, it's like sprinkle. It's, yeah, sprinkle it in here or there. Anyway, point is, both of the, the Hardys working together, what's great about it is, Matt is... Bet is a, is a fine technical wrestler, but he's not exciting. 
He's never been yeah. like an exciting wrestler. Right. He's exciting, but his brother is exciting. But his brother is not a good wrestler. His brother has the worst defense I've ever seen in a wrestler. Yeah. Man, if you play as Jeff Hardy, if you were to play as Jeff Hardy in a video game, I guarantee you, you would lose because you did that to yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if there was an act, if every time you took a hit, every time you, anytime you got touched, no, anytime you did a move and you still, like, you lost energy, like, you would lose, isn't it? Man, sorry, as Jeff, Jeff cannot really, really, like, everything about his wrestling sounds like, yo, man, like, you're not gonna win this match, because yeah. you're just, oh, have you ever seen that clip where he's facing off against Umaga, and he slides down a rail, and then, like, throws himself on top of him, and then he takes down Umaga, I'm like, yeah, but you really got hurt doing yeah. that, you idiot. That's how I always feel about Jeff Hardy, like, you, but, so what I'm saying is that, like, together they're great, because you can have moments where Matt can be the technical wrestler, the one that, like, can slow down the pace and, like, yep. actually tell a story, and then have Jeff come in and be like, boom, jump off the ladder, and that's what made those two so good. So, yeah, watching Matt Hardy in a singles match now, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, it's going to be slow. And he's right. probably not going to tell much of a story. Like, you know, he's bow-legged. And next, and next up on the show was probably my favorite segment of the night, Ronda Rousey signing her contract. That's cool. Uh, I yeah. thought it was right. Yeah, I mean, it said something up. So, first off, Kurt Angle comes out. Then out comes Triple H with uh, Stephanie McMahon, the authority. Um, Rhonda comes out and she goes, "Hey, I'm. I don't want anything handed to me. I don't. I just want to. I just want to earn all my opportunities. I'm just here here to do the thing." Making it very clear, she's not going to be an authority lackey. And then Kurt Angle spouts off some BS that have got Kurt Angle is rough on the mic. Can we just start with that? Kurt Angle's always rough, but whatever. No, this was like Vern Gagne levels of rough. Hey, you know they said uh, if you want to get back, the, they want to get back for you for WrestleMania twenty one. I mean twenty thirty one. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and then you find out that Stephanie's been talking. They've been talking shit about Ronda behind her back. Triple H tries to calm her down. Ronda puts him through a table, signs the contract. So. I think it's all but certain that we're going to be getting um, Triple H and Stephanie against Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. Yeah, wasn't Braun Strowman supposed to face off against Triple H? Yeah, based on Survivor Series, that's what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I would I would have been okay with that. Yeah. But but now it looks but now like segueing right into the main event. But before we get to that, Ronda Rousey, how do you think that she'll be wrestling consistently, or do you think she'll be like a Brock Lesnar where she can just kind of shows up whenever she wants? I think she will show up a lot more than Lesnar, but I don't think she's going to wrestle, like, every day. Like, she'll yeah. definitely wrestle... She'll wrestle consistently. She'll wrestle on Monday Night Raw. But, you know, yeah. like, she just won't do every... Like, unless she... It's either going to be Ronda's, Ronda um, in the championship or Ronda not. But she's not going to get involved in storylines like of, like, revenge and things like that. She's yeah. going to get involved in, like... She's just gonna like wrestle championships. And that's like you're not gonna get like an interesting Ronda Rousey story. Yeah, at least at least not early on. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you mentioned Triple H versus Strowman. Uh, how about the men's elimination chamber match? Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Elias, Finn Balor, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and the Miz. Braun Strowman eliminated every single one of those guys except the winner, Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, talking about the monster among men. Yeah, yeah. No, Braun was booked uh, perfectly. Um, Braun eliminated five guys. But also, a lot of those guys just eliminated themselves, too, because there were so many moments where it was like, yo, just pin that guy. Oh, fuck, Strowman gotcha. Like, it was like, it's like a horror movie. It was yeah. like, just gotta do it before, oh, Strowman gotcha. 
He mean, and he was, it's just so funny. Like, I mean, the whole match was, like, the beginning was so funny. The Miz walking in. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys, if you saw that, when the Miz walked in, he taunted every single person. Um, oh, he did, didn't he? He goes, yeah, he, like, walks in. He does, like, everybody's, like, signature move, but, like, kind of, like he does Roman Reigns' like, lock and load symbol. Like, yeah. <laughs> he does Balor's, he does Balor's, like, this thing, but, like, like he, like, strums, like, he, like, str- air guitars for Elias or whatever. Yeah. And then when he gets to Braun, Braun smashes the glass, and he's like, ah! And he's Just like, like, boom! And he literally went, ah! And he was like, I don't want to deal with this thing. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, I mean, The Miz, I, I thought he performed great in this match. Just, well, for, just was, from actually taking bumps to, you know, getting his face smashed into the... Into oh, the into the chamber. Try, when he tries to turn, when he tries to create an alliance between Seth Rollins and it fails, so then he tries to create the alliance with Finn. And tries to two sweet him. He tries to sweet him, and also it's like, hey, hey, well, we work together. It's like, dude, I just saw you try. This. Yeah. I just saw you try this. He's no. like, yeah, no, I mean, it's a completely different thing. He's such a sni- sniveling little, cock yeah, little I mean, bastard. I, I mean, him. the Miz has been doing great work ever since he the first part of the brand split where he went to SmackDown. Uh, I really hope that after, that after Mania he gets a universal push. Maybe he'll he'll win Money in the Bank again. I don't know. Yeah, I think the Miz could also go back. I mean, honestly, if the Miz went back to SmackDown and feuded with AJ. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, oh, AJ, uh, phenomenal. That'd be real awesome. Oh, look yeah. what I did. Yeah, look what I did. I said awesome. And uh, you were really loving what Elias was doing. Oh, Elias was hilarious. I mean, Elias. <laughs> yeah, Elias straight up gets out of the. He, like, is waiting. He's, like, at one point when Braun, like, right before Braun enters, and he knows Braun's about to enter, because he gets to enter last. Right before Braun enters, he, like, makes his, he, like, points him. He's, like, yeah, you gotta do your thing. I'll be right here. <laughs> like, and then. I'll be here waiting for you. And then when the pod opens, he, like, looks, and he's, like, nah. And then he closes the pod, and he's, just like, I'm over here now. <laughs> he literally put his hand on there. He's, like, I'm not getting out. Fuck it. Like, it was just so, like, and he really thought he was gonna get in there and fight. And he was, like, nah. Yeah, until, and it was at the point where Braun had messed everybody up, but also everyone else was laying down because they had just, like, taken a finisher. Oh, yeah, Elias took down. Every, I mean, um, yeah, Braun got taken down, too. He took everybody. Braun, yeah, Braun, like, because the, the, they've been booking, bon, Braun, booking Braun, booking Braun perfectly to the point where even though he's not winning, he's, like, he's becoming better and better in each match. He's like, a, this is the first time you'd seen him actually take legitimate bumps. Yeah, he was a... Uh, he, he was a legit monster tonight. Uh, hats off to Braun Strowman. I mean, great job. Yeah. Finn Balor did great work per usual. Seth Rollins, I mean, as much as I want The Miz to get a push after Mania, I really want Rollins to, just because from wrestling for 65 minutes in the gauntlet, gauntlet match on Monday Night Raw, he goes he goes for a long, because it was a 40-minute match, and he was in for more than half of it. Just because, like, I don't no, know. Seth is, Seth, I mean, Seth was the... And we're talking about the guy who, on one pay-per-view, wrestled back-to-back matches. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Seth Rollins this week wrestled a solid two hours. Because that he was in that Elimination Chamber match from the very beginning. And then and then on Raw, wrestled the gauntlet. Uh, and also has wrestled two Like, he's got stamina up the zoo, man. That guy never gets tired. It's that crossfit, baby. Yeah. Uh, and you and John Cena, we we noticed he was he's getting a little cocky in his old age. Kind of like says, "Oh, if I uh, if I don't win this match, I don't see a clear path to WrestleMania." Blah blah blah. Yeah, they're doing the Tom Brady storyline. Yeah, 
So, I mean, Cena still has it for sure. I mean, his arms are... His arms probably have their own zip code. <laughs> yeah, he looks like... Like I said, he looks like... Looks the, vein like his, the vein on his arm looks like it's, his body is trying to eat itself. <laughs> now, we watched... We caught a little bit of Raw talk um, after the show was over. So, you know, he's saying, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to have to, like, do things the unconventional way. Uh, I think I have a plan. Uh, sounds like he might call out The Undertaker. Which, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, I don't either. But if it's played right, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, the way they're setting it up, it seems like it could be right. Just, like, Cena's so desperate, like, doesn't go full heel, but gets heelish and summoning the dead man. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, because, yeah, I mean, there's always something in the back of your mind that thinks Cena is eventually going to break Ric Flair's record. It's just a matter of when. I mean, it's not going to be this year. No, it's going to be, uh... It could be against. Um, it could be against Roman Reigns. He could take the title from Roman Reigns. And they put on a good match, that's for sure. I mean, here's the thing, John. John the Rock was WWE champion three years ago. No, yes, he was the he was the champion three years ago. Wait, four years ago. Twenty nine, thirty. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Right. The man also was a part time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about. If, if John Cena went away for, like, five years to actually, like, do his movie career and then came back and just kind of redid that storyline, but where he's The Rock and maybe someone else, it would probably have to be, like, probably wouldn't be Roman. It'd be somebody else. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, they do that storyline again, that'd be like, yeah, John Cena breaks the record. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I came back to WWE to put a hold on my Hollywood career because I want to break that record finally. Like, cool. Yeah. Good for you, John Cena. I think we want to for him. I mean, I'm curious to see how he's going to, uh, what he's going to be like over the next six weeks because Fastlane's in two weeks we're going to have Caleb back for that yeah uh, and then we'll be at Mania a few weeks later so I mean the road the road to the granddaddy of them all is a long one mm-hmm. but uh, to say the least it's uh, I think I'm excited yeah I'm always getting excited about the road to WrestleMania I mean no joke it's like June to August I love with wrestling and I love this time of year and then I need to have a break. That makes sense. Like, I'm going to get so tired. Like, <laughs> after Mania this year, you're going to be like, yeah, what up, buddy? And everyone's like, the rest of it, like, no. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> then Backlash is going to happen, and you'll, and you'll be like, okay, no, we're going gonna, we're, we're going for free. I'm so. going to go to Backlash, and I'm going to be like, this is fun. I'm tired, though. Like, I just get burnt out. Like, yeah. This time of year. Like, I get so hyped. Yeah, I mean, after WrestleMania last year, I was all wrestled out for about a week. SummerSlam was that, yeah. yeah. After this last SummerSlam, I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to talk. Like, like, someone was like, you want to go to Raw? And I was like, not really, no. And then you were like, you want to go to SmackDown? I was like, I kind of have to, yes. I mean, I want to. I did. I love it. But I was like, so tired. By the yeah. Time. By the time I get Smack, I was like, all right, I don't have to watch wrestling anymore for a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, so that's going to wrap up Video Vault. Uh, before we do our usual ending spiel, um, I've got an announcement. Uh, in the future, folks, audio files of Video Vault, depending on if I can if I can become technically literate enough, audio files of, of Video Vault will soon be available on YouTube. Hey, cool. Yeah, so we're going to try to set that up for those of you who have trouble subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, Eddie, you got anything you want to plug? Nah. All right. <laughs> I got nothing. And he's got nothing. Uh, maybe in two weeks. I mean, I got uh, improv shows. I don't know. I don't. I got one on the second at ten. Yeah. But I mean, like by the time you listen to this, I probably won't be doing that show. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, check out my mixtape, dog. <laughs> check out my mixtape, dog. 
Fifteen dollars on MySpace. Yeah, or a free swipe at the Unica Avenue Station. Swipe the chances. Oh God! Give you the hard copy. All right. Well, you can find us on on Facebook. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at VidVault Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jbsworld. Dot, uh, J- there's no jbsworld.com. No, that's a great website. Yeah, but uh, at um on Twitter at jbsworld three two eight six. Yeah, uh, then you have uh the worst boy. That's B O I. Yeah, that's right. The worst boy. Uh, uh, the worst boy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what grade are you gonna give elimination chamber? Ah, uh, give it like a B minus. I thought the chambers themselves are great, um, but you know, just didn't really like. Like, Braun, yeah, there were, there were great moments, uh, great matches, but, you know, problem with the mat, TV show, uh, uh, fucking show, like, Main Chambers, you're kind of like, well, if it's not in the Elimination Chamber, I don't care about the storyline, because it's called yeah. Elimination Chamber. So, you have five, really, like, you have five matches, and three are good. No, you have six matches, three are good. Yeah, three, whatever. Yeah. I'll give it a B, just because I really enjoyed the, the Rousey Triple H sequence. Yeah, I think that's really the make or break. I didn't really care about that sequence so much. Like, I was uh-huh. like, cool, but I was also like, oh, that's fun. Well, the, mo- the moment they took it in, like, the Daniel Bryan direction where she's, like, not going to bow to the authority. Yeah, but you kind of figured, yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of like, I kind of figured that's where that was going to go. But also, like, it kind of, it was also kind of like one of those weird moments where I'm like, man, Ronda Rousey, like, you're taking the storyline from somebody. You know, like, that could have, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's someone's, like, that's, that's the make or break. That's the Stone Cold storyline. Yeah. I can understand that. So it's like, oh, we were doing this one again. Anyway, well, that's the show, folks. Uh, This is your boy, JB. Hey, and this is your worst boy. (laughs) Don't forget to lock up. Oh, and we'll see you next week for uh, Women's History Month. We've got to figure out what movie we're going to do and if we're going to bring a lady on board. Uh, (laughs) God damn. uh, No, we're definitely going to bring a woman on board. No, it's just the way you said that. It was so weird. (laughs) You're like, I forgot. It's late. I'm all wrestled out. I'm tired. Lady on board. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that was gross. I'm sorry. No, it's All right. Uh, don't forget to lock up, folks. See you soon. See, like I was saying, I lost the scrooge. <laughs>